Hey, y'all, we are back for part two with Jody Sweeten and Celia Behar. Remember, their podcast is Never Thought I'd Say This. And get ready, because they've got a lot on their mind. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. No, what I was going to say that no. I think is so crazy and like Celia and I were talking about this a little bit and I've I've seen this like from some of the far right like some of the crazy stuff the go-to is to name call when people don't like what you're saying they don't like you know that you're you're being vocal about you know um Black Lives Matter whatever it is they just go to straight to well you're a pedophile yeah which I think is so (laughs) that's so so specific to play devil's advocate they are doing that in response to a lot of people, uh, to, to them feeling automatically lumped as racist because of their support for the right, which okay. I think they are. Well, they are. Okay. But that's, you know what I mean? Right. I, and I, I would say that's the thing that I really also try to do is be able to remove myself from the argument as much as I will go in and be like, you're a fucking idiot. Um, I, I do try and step back a little bit to go, okay, if I were on that side, what would be my response in the same way that I respond to those on the other, you know, what is sure. the polarizing thing and what sure. thing that we're each using against each other? But so, what? Pedophile. You know what I mean? It's, it's like saying somebody's a racist is different than- Pedowood like, is the new right. term and libtard, right. which and I libtard. feel like I should get a shirt that says that, but I, I probably get shot right. also. Um, Speaking of the whole, like the Black Lives Matter protest and all that, when, so when my uncle died, I flew, I went to Tampa. He was in Tampa. And it happened during that time. Right. And I didn't, I hadn't watched the news. I didn't know what was going on. And I'm staying at the hotel. And then next thing you know, like, the gas station next to me is on fire. And like, like yeah. everything's me. I'm like going, and I'm going, what's happening? Like, what's happening right now? I had no idea what was happening in the world. Because I was just with my family every day and the funeral and the whole bit. So I had no clue. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then finally I saw the news and I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm in. Like, what do we do? You know? So I went in Florida and Jacksonville. I was in Jacksonville, Orlando. It was crazy. And uh, I I just, finally, we get to see something in our lifetime that hopefully is going to change the future. Like we, we as like, we're never like this whole 2020, you couldn't write this. Like it is the craziest thing from <laughs> COVID to like, this is like, this is out of like a science fiction movie. This is the craziest year ever. And I feel like it's going to get, I feel like after, the, first of all, I don't know if he's going to leave if he doesn't win. <laughs> like I, I think he's going to get dragged out by the military if that happens. Um, well, I mean, if you don't win an election and you refuse to leave, they will escort you out eventually. Uh, they have to. Though, but I, my concern is, and from what the groups that I'm working with and sort of deep diving into the, a lot of this stuff, is that he, it won't matter that he loses the popular vote because the way our electoral system is set up, it's, you know, right for being corrupted yeah. and misused. So he couldn't, he can throw the election and still say he legitimately won, in which case he wouldn't have to leave and wouldn't be escorted out by the military because you can, you know, make things happen enough to where that wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have to leave because he wouldn't be, 
you know, overstaying an election he lost. Which is how he ended up in there in the fucking first place. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot of, I, and I, I just think it's, it's an interesting time because you can't extricate one uh, trauma and problem from another. Yeah. All of them are sort of converging in a very necessary way right now. If it weren't for the pandemic, we, I don't know that we would be seeing some of the really extreme problematic things that are happening in this administration and taking advantage of that. Right. So it's bringing all of that to the forefront, like, oh my God, you know, it's just, it's much more rapid, that decline. And then, you know, jobs and, and unemployment funds and social security funding and, you know, all of this that's going on because office. of the pandemic, the post office, because of our pandemic, that's affecting our election, that's affecting right. our, you know, it's, it's sort of this really interesting domino effect of everything happening simultaneously. And I look at it as, you know, I, I mean, look, I am a realist and I, you know, all this stuff, but I have my little hippie dippy moments. And I just think that right now we're in this really important place for some major change. And change only comes when things are super uncomfortable and people have had enough. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's going to happen because it gets so bad that there is no other choice unless, you know, it, it is acting um, to kind of dismantle things right now. So, you know, I think in a way I have hope for it, but I also know that, it, you know, change is not, it is not won easily. So, you know, I'm kind of preparing for the long haul of things, you know, outside of the pandemic, which I think is going to last. I'm, I'm, I'm just a, sun, a, a barrel of sunshine, but I do think the pandemic is... <laughs> going to last a lot longer. Yeah. Um, I do think that the election is going to be, you know, the months leading up to it and after it are going to be more horrific. And um, some things are going to happen in this country that I don't think we've ever seen on our land. Uh, I'm not scared. As, not as yeah, uh, uh, white people. You yeah. Know, the mm -hmm. right. amount of voter suppression and, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, we as a country as a whole have never experienced it. But I think, you know, we're seeing um, just the oppression really go up in a lot of ways. And, you know, people call me alarmist and all of this stuff. And I'm like, mm, because I've been saying it for, since he got elected, but now we're starting to see, you know, the terms fascism and things like that. You also told used. me that there'd be a pandemic soon. Yeah, I did. I did. What'd you say? She told me there was going to be, we were sitting outside once we were talking, she had seen this like documentary on Netflix or HBO, I can't remember mm -hmm. which, and she, about pandemics and how one was probably like inevitable. And she was like, I really think in the next like year or so, we're going to end up in a pandemic. And yeah. fucking a year later, we were in a pandemic. Yeah. So you can call it Crazy. Worse. And the fact that the pandemic is still, it's still, we're still in it like full we're force. Not, it's not even. And that's the thing is if you, re if you really look at science and go stuff like, we're not going to be out of this for a very, very long, long time. time. Yeah. And even well, yeah, the 1918 pandemic. Vaccine, people aren't, one, we don't know how effective it will be. Two, it's skipping right. years of trials. So right. that makes me nervous. Right. But three, right. the, the anti-vax and anti-science sentiment, particularly in this country, is so strong right now that right. The, the, the amount of people necessary in order to achieve herd immunity through a vaccine will never be able to be accomplished without mandating it and once you mandate it then people are going to freak out and rebel right. even more right so even people are like oh there's going to be a vaccine it's like that's not going to save you it's right. not it's not right well, i will say this. and would you would you take it would i take it um you know what i 
I mean, I don't know. It, I, I don't know that I'd want the Russian one that's out right now. No. I don't trust that a little bit. The one but in I don't Oregon know. looks more promising to me. I was reading about that this morning. Right. Because I that's mean, I, not putting the disease into you. That's the one that was created. And, right. you know, it's like... I just, I don't know. Work. I don't know. And that's the thing is, I, as much as I want to say, yes, I would take the vaccine, there yeah. is a part of me that goes, you know, most vaccines are in clinical trials for at least four years. The soonest we've ever... Oh, yeah. Four years. Oh, yeah, right. And so, you know, I don't, one, I don't have much hope that we're going to find it in the next six months. That's going to be one that really is truly viable. Science is not a thing that you rush. The thing that requires yeah. scientific method and asking questions and finding out a lot of no answers, which is making people distrust science right now because we're watching it unfold in real time. Science in right. real time is messy and not clear and seems contradictory because you're having to ask questions and be okay with answers that don't line up with what you hoped. That's science. This, so, this would have been, this would have been a great episode for Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really feel like our fan base would, uh, would yeah. The pandemic. I think, dude, I think you guys would have been um, like, this would have been like, I, mean, like, I can see it. It's solved in half a fucking hour, so I, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have hugged without masks at the end and had no social distancing. So. Well, I was talking, I was talking to teachers in Florida because they have to go back to school right? They have to go into the school and they're freaking out. And I was like, and the one thing I was like, I wonder what, I know kids are off limits when it comes to like politicians or whatever. And I was like, is Baron going back to school? Like, are they sending him? Like, has anyone asked that? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, he's, going, he's, not, he's homeschooling. He's yeah. distance learning. His school, his nice, very wealthy private school is distance learning as all of them are. Yep. All the nice private schools that you pay $48,000 all that shit. They're all distance learning. But yeah, and all those all those parents are hiring private tutors, tutors yeah. to come into their house. I mean, this is the problem with like, you know, this is the problem with great privilege is that people will say one thing, but then do something completely different. It's the hypocrisy of no, everyone needs to go back to school. It doesn't matter. There's a pandemic going on. We all have to go back to school. Classist bourgeoisie electoral bullshit. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! Look. Jody Sweden, politician. What are you running for? Are you, do you want to get into uh, politics? Uh, nothing. No, no, I do not. I actually uh, really despise our political system as it is currently. So go ahead, girl. Yeah, okay. Look at you. Look at you. I don't want to have to participate in the bullshit, though. I want to just restructure the entire system. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. Get I mean, I think uh, if I there, but what you were saying about, you know, I think a lot of it has you have to go through a lot of discomfort in order for things to change. I think that's really uh, accurate, and for myself anyway, um, I've realized uh, that I haven't been nearly as involved as I should be in our political process. If you want to change something in a democracy, if it's by the people and for the people, the people have to do the work. You can't sit by and say, well, I don't like these two candidates for whatever, yeah, but you didn't but make any say- changes four or five years earlier. You didn't do anything to but I usher in someone you- else that this country is not set up for a healthy, thriving, participatory democracy. We do not make voting a priority. We do not make educating our voter, our our, our um, eligible voters, we don't make educating them a priority. We don't make voting day a priority. We franchise the majority of people who are affected by most of the laws and bills and all the things that come down because it affects mostly you know, the, the working class and lower income people who can't take a day off 
to go and vote, to right. go and stand in line for four hours. Totally. And, and we have done that. I mean, let's be real. If we can do all of these other things online, we could figure out how to, how to, to vote online. But there's a very convenient reason that we like to keep a majority of our uh, electorate out of politics because it right. wouldn't be convenient for those in power. Absolutely. If voted, and if they voted uh, purely, you know, one vote, one, right. one party, yeah. not one vote, one party, but one vote, one voice, oh, you okay. know what I mean? Like that each vote counted. Um, right. Often our electoral system really doesn't uh, work in favor of that. So, you know, we're, our country is having a reckoning with itself. That's what I mean. Yeah. We're really, we're having to face some really difficult truths about ourselves, but I don't think that we're done uh, facing them yet. I think we're just in the beginning stage of them really coming to the surface. And I see this taking years. I see this oh, taking you, for sure. Have you, have you lobbied at all or have you gone to DC and done anything? Um, no, but I, I am right at the beginning of this. I started working with um, RAIN, the Rape, Abuse and Incest uh, yeah. Network. And they had approached me about stuff uh, just because I had been vocal about some of my own experiences during the Kavanaugh hearings. Um, right. And I've been become more politically active, um, super pro-feminist, all of that kind of stuff. So they thought I would be a good voice for it. And I, I had talked to them and we, you know, have said if, as soon as legislation and stuff like that comes up uh, in DC that I definitely would like to go lobby and go. Because yeah. I went, I went down during the Kavanaugh hearing, I went to DC with Alyssa. Yes. And uh, holy shit, I, I've learned so much with her because she's such an activist mm -hmm. that I, cause I've never been involved. I, I was sort of, I'm not gonna lie. I was forced in the sense of like, it was just forced upon me, but I've learned so much. There's so much craziness and DC. I've never seen anything like it. It is everything that happens there. And I've met with congressmen. I went and lobbied with the, um, creative coalition, you know, and, and i just was like, this is, it was so fascinating. And I, I just, it, I mean, you, I think you'd be great for that kind of stuff. You should yeah, definitely, if you I, get I a would. chance. I would. And I definitely want to get involved with it. I mean, I, I, Alyssa, I think is just, she's, I'm, I'm so proud of what she's doing and she's, you know, I know a lot of, I'm going to, I'm going to hook you up with her too. So she's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to hook you up with her too. And I want you to go on her podcast. I yeah, would love that. I would really, yeah. really love that because this, this yeah, yeah. is what I'm 100% passionate about right now. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I, I try to keep myself really well educated on it. Um, I, you know, I've, I just, I'm committed to it. This is what I love. I, I've always been kind of a nerd like this. And so I'm like, this is, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a nerd and I'm also a rebel. So I'm like, the, you know, a time right now to, to call our attention to, really having to fight the injustice of the system. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, that's what I love to do. So it's awesome. It's really important. And I'm trying to be an example. Also, you know, I, I have two girls, Your kids. 12 yeah. and 10, you know, and they've seen me be out there at protests and they've seen me, you know, take this seriously. Uh, and that's the biggest example that I can be to them. Yeah. All right. It was Celia with you because of what's going on in the country. Have a lot of your patients, I mean, I'm sure, Fear is a big thing right now, you know, not knowing where the country is going to go, how it's yeah. being run, unemployment, the disease, I mean, the virus, sorry, the, um, the fact that, you know, the, I, I, I can't imagine with you what you're dealing with as a 
therapist and how you can like, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. How come you're not I, in therapy? I have black clients <laughs> and I've got clients who are married to black, you know, men who have black babies. And so like there's a, I have a, it's a wide array of stuff. Also, you know, in-home abuse is up. So that's happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's up over 40% right yeah. now of domestic violence. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of, uh, different i've made i've made more phone calls out to like dcfs and stuff during yeah. this than I ever have before uh, i've also done more couples counseling than i ever have before because people are obviously together all the time so marriages and relationships are hard um you know in general and it sucks because i i mean i i don't go out like jody does i've been out a couple times and uh and i've really enjoyed it but it's a, it's so hard because i I'm so tired by the end, you know, to try and go out. Right. No. Yeah. Sometimes that she's like, stay home. Like, I'm totally saying, yeah. I mean, because I go out and I'm, I march for like, you know, three to 10, 12 miles a day. I'm not. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think we all, you know, everybody has to do what they can do, well, obviously. Yeah, do, what do what you can, raise awareness, create education, educate yourself. Right. So, right. You're right. You know, I've been on so many Zooms. Yeah. <laughs> so, I many. know. Zooms. Getting people talking really is a big thing. And I will also say to put like hope into it, I know we were like super depressing, but um, two things I will say that I think are like hopeful as far as change goes, not only is our country changing, but I have noticed a lot of uh, self-evaluation within my clients and recognizing things that they did not recognize before, especially when it came to inner biases and Black Lives Matter and, uh, and anti-Semitism. Right where they haven't had to really look at that stuff before. And True. now yeah. but I'm looking at it more. Yes, but I'm going to make the argument that those people that are willing to self-examine and willing to look right. at it, often the ones that are already in support of the movement, they're yes. just willing to dig a little deeper. It's so you're, it's not- I, Although I, I've had ones that, that started with me that did not, and, and honestly, they were Jews, which was always very frustrating to me, that did not understand Black Lives Matter and thought that, like, they constantly make the comparison between, like, what, you know, this ethnicity has gone through this, and as a Jew, I've gone through this, and they just couldn't wrap their head around why it was not the same. And right. I've been able to get a, at least a few people to be like, I did not see it the way I'm supposed to see it. Now I see it that way. But I don't mm -hmm. think that would have happened necessarily if they were like at work and able to like push it aside and, you know, doing your regular routine. I think because your routine is broken, all of a sudden, Right. There's that part of you that's like, doo, doo, doo. like you have to really sit with yourself and examine See, yourself. I, I have found one of my more entertaining things to do though during the pandemic is talk to my mom about politics and oh, then just yeah. tell her to tell my dad that, that his daughter is like the president of Antifa. <laughs> or like, she'd be like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. My dad, you know, my, look, let's, I love my dad. He's great. But he's an 86 year old man that was born in post-depression Oklahoma and, and, you know, worked on farms and moved down on his own when he was 13 and lived in a dirt floor tent with no electricity. Like he has a very different, you know, ref set of references. And even, you know, my, my, my mom is very much on the same page as me, but it, you know, I'm even further, like I said, I'm very far left. Uh, and so it's just, that's my little form of entertainment is like, Hey dad, guess what? <laughs> guess what I did? This well, people, <laughs> people also want to, pay attention they want to hear what they want to hear right. but you know what you I know and is being able to talk about it and talking about it with my parents and my mom and i having you know so he'll sit there for it and he his eyes have been opened a little bit he has come he has 
you know, n- not fully turned off Fox News, but he right. has, he is seeing a little, little bit more of the big picture. But then he kind of goes, you know, but I, you, you, having these difficult conversations with people you love and go, I love you, but this, I'm going to tear some holes into your theory. Right, well, not only that, but people don't understand that this has not, it's not a new thing. Uh, this has been right. going on forever. And so I was privileged enough to, growing up, to move around a lot. So we lived in Florida, Texas, North Carolina, Alabama. Uh, you know, I, I, I moved around a lot. And I remember moving from Greensboro, North Carolina, where my neighborhood and the upper, the middle class and upper middle class were majority black, right? And then moving down to St. Petersburg, Florida, where they had gotten rid of segregation, but segregation still existed because of economic structure. So even though they had, they had desegregated, people couldn't afford to move into those white neighborhoods. So I remember moving into the neighborhood that we lived in. I'm like, where are the black people? Like, cause I was so used to seeing black people on an everyday basis and I didn't understand. And then going to school, all of a sudden, all these, it was more mixed and they had, were busing in kids. And I was like, where do you guys, where does everyone live? And yeah. like, it was different, you know? So I, I learned. Connecticut, and so we always had, the black kids were bused into Westport, Connecticut. You couldn't, you, right. black people did not live there then. Same yeah, way. I so I was in shock. I was like, I don't understand. I, I'm used to having like neighbors that are black and all that. It was just weird for me. But yeah. it's been going on forever, and he's yeah. trying to do it again and make it more so. You know, yeah. I know it's all it's all relatively uh, terrifying for a thousand. How dare you leave during my story, Jody? You know what? I had I know I actually felt really bad, but I had to. Um, it was a really good story for, too. For a podcast that I did. But then she left because I didn't get Because <laughs> somebody was fucking. Wow. Wow. What about it? my mailbox in the next week a lot. I'm going to be so <laughs> If what? If anything Say happens in my mailbox in the next week, I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, yeah. No, honey, I'm, I'm, oh my I'm God. past the mailbox. Now I'm doing garage doors. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I want to switch uh, a little bit over to, yeah, um, to some of this fun. other stuff yeah. that's going been going on during this like weird time that we're living in. Um, I want to know, what is one thing that you've done maybe around your house or like, an, like a, a project that you've taken on um, during this time, it can uh, go well or not go well. I don't care. I grew and a tomato plant. Oh, yeah, you did. You grew a tomato plant. I have three. Growing, but I watered it. But you know, look um, at you. I did. I've never. You guys, I kill everything. I mean, yeah, other me than my children, but they're you know fairly self. Questionable. Still on. Still on, at risk. No. Um. But the the tomato plant I've gotten these little baby cherry tomatoes and they're awesome and I talk to it and I've become like a plant lady and now I want more plants amazing that's what I I started a garden too and I've never grown anything in my life I have zucchini I have tomatoes I have uh, peppers I have mint I have basil parsley cucumbers fancy ooh we want to I'm I need to pick up yeah of mine is giving me one of those potato bags yeah, we're yeah, we have. Dustin has one of those. Yeah. Oh, nice. What's a potato bag? bag? It's a it's a where you grow potatoes and the potato flowers. When you can't them dig them in because you got to yeah, dig deep for potatoes, so they go it goes up. Mm-hmm. Really, the, and the flowers. Oh, that's cool. 
just gorgeous. Really? I had a picture of those the other day. Yeah, they're beautiful. Well, I, I, well, bought, I'm, I, I bought the seeds and then I had Dustin do everything because I have such a black thumb. But I don't know. Can Dustin be my project that I took on during COVID? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's Definitely. a good project, especially his <laughs> drinking habits. <laughs> um, we uh, we had a bunch of like crap on the side of our house from you know building our house and moving and right. blah blah blah, right. and we have this whole. It's like just like a you know just like a little alley basically. Oh, that look at that! That's beautiful. Those are my tomatoes. That looks great. That planter box really worked that out. Planter box looks so. Where did you get that? I got it online. I'll send you the link. It was only 120 bucks, and you can configure it any way you want. Oh, I want that. It's, it's easy to assemble. It's so easy. You do it. There's no nails or anything. It all slides in together. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, look at you. Celery coming up. My rosemary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I doing it that. all, kids. I'm doing it all. He has a he has a dream of doing of selling cocktails and cupcakes on the front porch. I'm a, well, I'm gonna. I'll buy them. Yeah, no, I've been baking a lot. I've been making bunk cakes, um, and I've been baking a lot. It's, I <laughs> and mean, macaroons. Yeah, I always bake a lot. Oh, Christine, I brought you a collard. Did you guys eat it? Was it? How was it? It wasn't my best collard. I gotta be honest. It was really good. I didn't make French toast with it, but I did toast it and butter it. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. It was so good. Yeah. Delish. I love a hollow. Um, I made three loaves of sourdough, and then I was like, all right, cool, I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's got, it. Well, I, I picked up some yeast at the grocery store so that we could make some bread. Uh, he and B and Lulu actually made an amazing lemon chiffon pie yes. last week. It was lemon meringue. Oh, no, yum. Lemon chiffon. All right, well, she got really What's the difference? No, we know. didn't make meringue. We were going to, and that's not what right because that's the fluffy white stuff on. Yes, that top. and meringue's oh, a pain in the ass to make. Right. So we they made the three of them made a lemon chiffon pie. It was with the lemons from our tree, and it was very good. Oh, so yeah. if anyone needs lemons, so delicious. Lemon too. <laughs> <I'm taking> <laughs> you have. Well, I I also go ahead. No, no, no. No, I said I also want to get a barbecue for the front yard and sell burgers and compete with Troy's that's right next door. Nice. Nobody's going to buy a burger from your front yard. Yeah, that's How much you want to bet? That, and you know what, here's the thing, you're going to, you, the, the, uh, I think the LA County um, Department of Health and Safety is going to frown upon that a little bit. The, no one's so. coming around during COVID. No one's coming around during COVID. Right, but, a, but a burger stand in your front yard is going to be a yeah, little. Bacon, yes, cocktails is iffy, but you no. I'm going to do a blow up mustard and ketchup thing. I'm going to come to one and say I got food poisoning. So, <laughs> better have that. <laughs> hey, also, like, how much foot traffic is actually going by that people are like, "Oh, look, burgers." That sounds right, yes. like a well, great when, idea. When, when they smell my burgers. You have on the shirt. I, I do. I have on the shirt. Got me. All of a sudden, I'm hot. Having hot. Oh, I like that. Not a my favorite murder shirt on. Exactly. I just got an alert for. Uh, I just got a news alert that Death Valley is 130 degrees right yes. now. What? Yes, I saw that. Gust. 130. Isn't that like it's the, the hottest, hottest it's ever been, been on, on Earth planet ever? Yes. Yeah. And then I just got another news alert while we were talking <sighs> that uh, there was a string of earthquakes in Baja that's being felt through San Diego right now. 
Um, oh, great. They've been talking about that there's a there's actually a fault line that has been very active right now that hasn't been in a very long time. And it's the one right. that has been worried about would cause a huge... Well, it's 2020, so it's... That's what I'm saying. Boop, and we're all just going to go right Yeah. Did you guys well, feel I, that I was one? in... Wait, what? Did you, did you feel the, the one we had, what, was it oh, yeah. three weeks ago? You felt oh, yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah, we felt it big time. Yeah. I also was in Florida during the whole sand that... So the Sahara sandstorm right, right, right. thing. I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> you know, those actually happen every year. They're actually a really- Just not like that big. Part. Well, they're a really vital part of spreading all of the microbes and stuff around the world. Like a lot of the Atlantic Ocean sediment that's at the bottom actually comes from dust particles that have settled in the Sahara Desert. And they actually, there's specific things that they put into the water that certain fish eat and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but when they're really huh. bad like that, they're actually visible. See, again, fountain of useless knowledge. Nerd! You are like you are like Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard my daughter Lulu can do this all oh, yeah. day. Yeah. All that day. is so funny. Um, yeah. Okay, the other thing I want to know is um, what's like one of the weirdest or worst moments. Like, I guess never thought you'd say this during a pandemic that's happened with your kids. I know mine. Do you know yours? <laughs> Jordan, um, you know mine. I've, got, I've had two that were fucking awful. I screamed at my kids. They were fucking? Wait, what? No, they were awful. Like, I just was such a oh. shit mom. I screamed at my daughter for using too much toilet paper. Like, I oh, yeah. her doing it and made her stop. Oh, God. I out pieces and, like, yelled in her face, which was bad. But then my anxiety was so bad. It was, like, last week that my kids were trying. They were just asking me, like, too many questions. It was the end of a week. I'd had, I think, 20 clients. And I had so much anxiety because I just, like, was taking on everything else. And they just asked me like the dumbest thing. I don't even know what it was. And I snapped and I started screaming at them. And then I'll, as I'm screaming, I started crying. And then I started hysterically laughing while I kept yelling at them, crying and laughing. And then I all of a sudden was like, oh my God. And I, I my stomach like revolted and I ran into the bathroom and had explosive diarrhea and threw up at the exact same time. And my kids were like, are you, are you, are you going to die? Like what just happened to you? She just, like, yeah, just, just literally imploded in a matter of five. You're having an exorcism? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. The, it was the crazy, like my just went off the charts and I felt so bad and they were just standing there like, oh my God, mom. Like, I mean, I'd be a little terrified if you did that. If you just started screaming, laughing, crying and then shit and you, I'd be like, oh my God. It's like, so that bad. is, did that's, that's scary. So yeah, that's really scary. And thank God I was upstairs because my toilet is next to my shower. So I was able to sit on a toilet and throw up. Oh my God. What, that is, sounds what like, are you talking about? That's like my freshman year in college. Like every Saturday night. <laughs> right? I hate you. I love you. This is crazy. <laughs> right. ah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was totally that. Yeah, it was so bad. I, and I just had to like sit and have a conversation with them about anxiety and how I had it. It's like done anything to really help but then i was did like, you and harper's like she wanted me to take a yoga class like right then she's like is there a yoga class you you're like bitch it's right 11 30 yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like I, you're like i don't need a yoga class i need a class of that raspberry wine ah! <laughs> no, yes. as soon as they went to sleep i went out and smoked a fucking cigarette i was like i have to calm the hell down like and i don't really smoke like i do yeah. every so often but it was needed it was a needed thing yeah and then i felt kind of better yeah. it was yours you threw a phone across the room. 
I did. I broke it. No, I didn't break it. Oh, okay. I, it, it, I flipped it and it slid. It was not <laughs> my phone. It was Zoe's phone. And she said, don't throw it at me. I'm like, first of all, you're standing next to me. I didn't throw it at you. I threw it past you on the floor like a Frisbee and then regretted it. The second it left my hand, I went, <gasps> and <laughs> you did. You're like, that's going to cost me no, money. No, not with that. We did have the incident where you don't have to say what it was, but we did have oh, the yeah. incident She's, where you the language has been her. the language has been I've been mad. Hit her. I, I got so her. mad at a particular word that she used that was so vile and disgusting. I don't even like repeating it, which you know says something. Yes. Uh, right. And um, yeah, it was I and Celia, my friend Lynn, and the kids were witness to it, and I barked at her in a way that very few people have seen. I thought a demonic was, voice came out. It was justified. Just the, it was, it was, yeah. Justified. Yeah. Yeah. Justified. yeah. It's the voice you use when you're getting in a fight, when you're like, I'm, I have to establish dominance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, ha the, the hair is raised. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was awesome because she went from like really high pitched yelling to then when she got close enough to her, she like dropped down to like the devil voice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was deep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that. Okay, um, I mean, I've lost yeah. like 27, 28 pounds due to my anxiety and depression over the pandemic. So. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I need that. I'm starting a trainer <laughs> next week. Landed, no, you don't. It's, it landed me in the hospital with severe dehydration. It. Oh God. It's been awful. It's not, I'm not a stress eater. I'm a stress starver. And let me tell you, not eating for days at a time. Oh, I'm the worst. Down, like just puking all the time is not great. So that's not been great. the majority of my pandemic. It's oh, that sucks. Now. But I do want to lose the 27 pounds. Yeah. That's my goal is to lose 30 pounds. I, I'm getting a trainer next week. I start a trainer. There's no, you can always just turn to drugs. That's no fun alone, though. I'm not a big. I'm not a. I'm not a big drug person. I um. I yeah. I I gotta lose the weight. I've just been baking because of the baking. Right. You're a stress baker. Sweets. Yeah, but you're a stress yeah. baker. True. So Look, he's been making. They're looking for that. Uh, yeah. Rush that fix of something you know to make them feel better, and and mine is like everything's terrible, nothing's gonna make it okay. <laughs> Just like that's where I go to. Yeah. I always have been like that. I don't know why. I, don't, I wonder yeah. what makes people scientifically go one way or the other. I'm not a stress eater either. If I am, if I, you know, am having like uh, anxiety or going down a shame spiral, I cannot. I, I, yeah. my stomach just like knots up, and like, I cannot ooh, eat. No, gross. No. No. Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. Like really anxious uh, butterflies in my stomach, acid coming up into my throat feeling, apparently. That's my stomach is like, mm. food is dumb. Let's just feel like this, where <laughs> I have to throw up and poop. <laughs> You're not feeling like that right now, are you? Because get off my head. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I definitely... Get, do, uh, go ahead. I've definitely gone um, full ham on my kids a couple of times, as you can imagine. Um, there's been, I mean, now they're fighting. They're now old enough to actually start fighting. And the younger one is hitting the older one, and then she's crying, but I'm pretty sure she instigated it. But there have been some funny moments, you know, where we've done this thing where um, we're like, uh, why is he crying? And George is like, I don't know. And I'm like, really? So you didn't do anything? You didn't do anything to start this? No, mommy, no. And Brandon was like, um, okay, all right, great. Well, just so you know, there's a camera right there. So I'm just gonna quick play it back. 
and we can just make sure. And she was like, okay, okay. I hit him in the back, <laughs> you know? So we're already there with the like, and I was like, see, that is wrong. Brandon's like, excuse me. He's like, thank you for being honest with me. Now go stand in the corner. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Unless, yeah, but, no, mine, but mine don't realize I can hear the whole argument, but I'm sitting on the couch just listening to it all. Right. And then I hear the eventual smack and someone, and I'm like, and then they come and try to tell me some whole different bullshit story. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I was sitting, you guys don't realize how loud you are. I heard the whole thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think it only gets harder as they get older in yeah. many ways for sure. But it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's the definitely been trying. It's changed the dynamic. It seems like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? That's great. Carmelo, her and Zoe are like best buddies. Um, you know, B loves having the dog around. Like, it's just kind of mellowed out the house a little bit, but we'll see. And it gets you out. They, you got to get out. You got to walk. You got to, you know. Are they adjusting to your boyfriend living there? They are. They are actually in a really, really great way. It's, we've, found a really nice rhythm they they all get along he's just he's kind pretty awesome sweet. it's yeah. hard not to yeah uh, I can't imagine. is yeah, he so seeing they, clients like virtually well he's still working yeah he's still working long distance so um, yeah he's still working on the east coast and, and doing that out here until he that's good here but that's kind of how everything is right now you know as yeah he sure knows it's the same you know I mean, Brandon was actually saying, like, for him anyway, he's like, in some ways, I mean, it took a minute to get used to telehealth and doing things on Zoom. He's like, in some ways, this has been, it's kind of great because it's not tying me to an office and right. to an office space that I have to rent and I have to find, you know, resources for and all that jazz. So it's kind of opening. More over the phone also, I will tell you that. You think so? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean, people that I saw for years in my apartment you know because i have my office in my apartment didn't tell me half of what they'll tell me now on the phone because they then they'll choose i always give people the options you can facetime or you can be just on the phone more often than not they want to be just on the phone i suspect because they're doing other things but like right. all of a sudden i think because someone's looking at them they're able to like tell me more and they'll cry like one client who's never cried before cried last week i was like holy shit i didn't even know you could cry <laughs> like <gasps> it's like confessional but nobody's it's because nobody's you know not if you have a hard time being yeah. with someone watching you, I think that's right. That I do think that's part of it. I also know that they like check emails as they talk to me. Also, and I'm like, see, I can't do that. That's why I could like, I'd be so distracted. I, that's why I hate talking. I have to lock myself in my room. I prefer a phone. I prefer talking on the phone. I can't stand texting or emailing. Yeah, never calling you back. Yeah. Ever. Like not yeah, I, I, anyone. If no, I'm, I'm just, it drives me crazy. I can, I can, I can, and I've said this many times on the podcast, the amount of time it takes to text back and forth, we could finish the conversation within five minutes. My anxiety is going to take 30 minutes prior to that conversation to even have to figure out how to call and have the conversation because it's going to be awkward. What if there's dead space? What if you run out of things to talk about? What if you don't like me? What if you say something? What if I get my feelings hurt? What if I'm dumb? What if I forget? What if I, like all of that happens leading up to a phone call, whereas a text is like, what time are you coming over? This time. Great. There was nothing in that because if I can't physically respond at the time, I don't have to. There's no yeah. Texting silence. If we ever call each other, we know it's because it's just a way too long a fucking story to write it down or right, write it down. right. Like I don't want proof that we ever said it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna <laughs> oh boy. 
like, I will call you to say this to you so that you right. can't, if someday we're not friends, you can't just fucking screenshot and post it. That's my, <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that to people. No one's ever done it to me. So, you know, I would love to just do that. Why not? I know it's awesome. It's so fun. <laughs> uh, you guys, thank you so much for coming on the pod again. I promise this will save this time. I mean, listen. Almost, yeah. Listen, I mean, this is, listen, it's always, it's always good to have the um, sparkly young ladies, Jody and Celia on our podcast are so sweet. <laughs> and I'm glad that you can, Jody, the activist and actor, Celia, the therapist, mother, new boyfriend, wine distributor and beer drinker. <laughs> right. It's yeah. going to be the next prohibition. Maybe that shit. <laughs> are you guys, are you, before we go, are you getting tested for COVID regularly since you're protesting and stuff? Do you do that, Jody? Uh, I have not because I haven't shown any symptoms. And right now it was for a long time. It was so hard to get tests if you didn't have symptoms. Right. Um, I do it every two weeks. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't been, I haven't been. Um, and I, I, probably should but i also know like for a while that it was just really hard to get them it's very hard to get a test we were gonna go um on a um uh little like camping trip with mm -hmm. other friends and i said to the other family like i know we're not like cohabitating but but we will be near each other and our friends we need our kids will be near each other do you want us to get tested and she was like yeah, maybe we should think about it i was like great no problem right. so i like went to go try to like find a test <laughs> No test to be found. I, took forever. I got a link for you. to find something. I, I got a link for you, and you'll get the results within 24 hours. Oh, really? Where's the where you have a link to show to where to place? Where do you have VIP COVID testing? I got I got the link for everything. No, and and okay. it's free, and it's 24 hours, and it's easy, and I do it. I I've gotten tested six times. Oh, um, the key the key is to say that you've been you might have come in contact with someone oh, who might have COVID, yeah, which is not a lie because right. you might have. You might have. That's exactly <laughs> right. So I, I just do it because I am around people who are older a lot. You know, I see them like once a week and stuff. So I just, out of, out of, I'm not worried about me if I get ill again. I'm just more worried if, I just don't want the guilt of giving it to someone else like I did for That's Christine right. and my roommate. Thanks a lot. Who's that? But you are thanking me now because you feel a little more safe, right? Yeah. You did give me some antibodies. I gave her the antibodies, and but her husband didn't get shit, yeah. which is strange. The whole thing is so strange. That antibody test is not so fantastic. So it no. It was yeah. Really I've taken the antibody test three times. I take it every month. <laughs> you are out of control. I, You're fucking COVID. I'm obsessed I with it. Thank God, you know? Yeah. I need to know. Well, I'm donating the plasma. Yeah, I know. We all appreciate it. Um, I'm an A. I'm an AB positive, so it's rare. Wow. They oh, need it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm right, a hero. Send us the link. Send us the links. We need the links. Need the I'll send you the links. links. The COVID. I need the link for the, the garden the box. Garden box. I need the, there was another yeah. link. Yeah. Oh, uh, I gotta get you the link for the voting, the polls, to, oh, yeah. to work yes. with the polls. The polls. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for coming on and uh, tell the fans where they can find you and where they can find your podcast. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't even know. She doesn't know. Like, oh, with my tags. Calm down. Calm 
don't take, give me see my anxiety right. speaking up right now because you're accusing me of not knowing. <laughs> oh, great. So now you're now you're not now you you're know, not going to have is, lunch because of right. me. <laughs> is uh, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Never Thought I'd Say This for the podcast. On Facebook, I am at official Jody Sweeten, right? I, I think don't know. something like that. I don't go on my official Facebook much, but my Instagram is at Jody Sweeten. Twitter is at Jody Sweeten. Uh, if you want to find and harass and further troll me, uh, please don't. Or just be, <laughs> or just be educated. Right. You can email yeah. us as well. At what is it? At never thought I'd at protonmail.com. Oh, so this proton mail give me a break you can oh, just go aol at least a very it's actually a very super safe super email secure, yeah. yeah super secure, email. Yeah. secure. <laughs> who's trying to break into your podcast email well, come on watched, the russians a few times already and yeah. proton caught it so yeah okay. wait and celia don't you, don't you work for like a health you sell a health um you like to do gummies or something, don't you? Like a, a wellness? I have a, uh, I have a CBD company called Mellow Out right. Mama. You can follow that at, at Mellow Out Mama, or you can, they can follow me if they want to, although I don't really know why, at the Celia Behar. <laughs> That's Why crazy. wouldn't they? You sell yourself so yeah. well. I mean, so, what am I, yeah. like, here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah. um, I, I got to get that CBD for our dog. Yes, yes, I'll get you some CBD for your dog. I will text you about that. Make your moms more than not. We have little candies that are CBD, like chewing candy. Oh my God, they're so good. There's like hard candy. You can also mm. cook with it. Uh, we have bombs and lotions and. Not like pipe bombs, right? Not like bath bombs. Thank you for clarifying. I thought you said bomb. No. I thought you said bomb. Yeah. Bomb. Bomb. Bombs. Got it. Right. Soon we'll have oh, wait. soaking salts too, all CBD. Um, that, that just reminds me of a very funny, very quick story. So when everything was, you know, sort of starting um, after George Floyd um, was murdered, my, I was trying to speak to Georgia about it and tell her what this movement was about because she kept hearing it and, you know, in very, like, very right. small terms, right? We went to a family protest just so that she could be around it. So she, she was saying for like the first like day, she kept being like, mm -hmm, no, I understand mommy. She was like, um, black minds matter. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes they do. And also lives, right. lives. Cause she just like hears what she's like, oh, lives. So now, so now it's like very wait, wait. overly pronounced. Did she say and lives? Black lives? lives? Lives. And so now she's like, lives. <laughs> Uh, you got I mean, you she's four, y'all. She's just, she's doing her best. And yeah. she likes to tell people, especially black people, black lives <laughs> Oh, matter. no. That's yes. Good That's for her. Good, yeah. Good for her. But she likes to go, black lives. No, I mean, she's just feel like she's a little different, you know. <laughs> okay, <gosh. laughs> well, anyway. Well, she probably has no idea what racism is and you know she's probably just you know she no. doesn't like of course so not. Like, and the whole point is that is that when they're this young is that you talk about color you don't right. pretend like right. everybody's right. the same you want to talk about the fact that there are white people and brown people and black people and you know huh. that way it's you know that's we don't live well, in that's, a fine world so that's that's so that's the one thing that drives you crazy is when people are like well i don't see color i'm like yeah you do i see color and if you don't see color 
then you're crazy. I go, you have I'm to like, see I color. What you're trying to say, but you're actually. I go, you might not, you might not care about the color, whatever the color right. is, but right, right. you got to see the color. Yeah, that's right. a different argument. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a different argument. Um, all right. On that note. Well, we did it. Listen, we this was the most political. This was the most like uh, political we've ever gotten on the show. And the fact that we got Fuller Hauser, uh, Jody Sweeten to talk politics is like insane. I wanted to it's talk kind about of you know. All I do now but, it's to the point where I'm like, I need to stop talking. No, no, I actually don't. No, no it's great. No, I want you to continue uh, to talk. Your voice is important. Thank you for listening. We are Worst Ever Podcast. You can find us at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC. I am Christine Lakin. You can find me at Yo Lakin. I am Alec, Alec, well, I'm a lot of Cali, but you can find me at Alec Leg. Don't ask, guys. And then uh, you can also you can also buy some merchandise like this, which is actually a gator um, mask uh, at worsteverpodcast.com. And you can email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail, normal email address, gmail.com. <laughs> Ours is probably not very secure, so please don't. We are not spam. secure. We're not scared. We are not scared. <laughs> Nobody uh, says Mr. Six-Time COVID Test Man. Okay. okay exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll check you next time. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst. How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny.